testing is over and let the 2022 season commence. Max signs a monster deal, F1 might get a new team, and we have a surprise driver return. Ladies and gentlemen, F1 is back. Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Star Racing Podcast. We are back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The enthusiasm. Welcome into race week. Welcome into the 2022 season. It's a race week already? Absolutely. Feels my name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? We're back. We are back. Yancy? Hi. 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 How are you guys doing? What's going on? It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. How, Ruben, how, you how, doing, are, how are you guys doing out there in YouTube and YouTube podcast land? World? Podcast land. Yeah. Podcast. I hope everybody's doing okay. But Ruben, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing good. <laughs> okay, forget it. Yes, we're <laughs> uh, okay. Oh my god! All right, you know what? Forget it, <laughs> guys. It's our first episode of the season, so we yes, have sir. a lot of ground to cover. Let's cut the crap. Let's get to it. Um, mm. actually, before we do that, mm. I want to make sure that you guys are following, subscribing, hitting like buttons, hitting bells, hitting. All kinds of stuff. Whistles. We are, uh, obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, we are on many podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Yahoo. No, we're not on Yahoo. <laughs> well, <laughs> Yahoo? Yahoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm old. Um, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Say, if Alta you do. Vista. Alta Vista, yeah. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Um, and the only way you can get on YouTube is through Netscape. Yeah. <laughs> Internet uh, remember the Netscape bros? Holy shit. Anyway, um, anyway we're dating ourselves. <laughs> on your favorite podcast platform, we're also on YouTube. If you're listening, Jump to Start Racing podcast. Uh, obviously, please uh, follow, comment, like, subscribe. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Jump to Start F1 on both platforms. Uh, follow us and say hello. Yep, yep. And if you want to speak to us, go to the AOL chat room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mi gente. Mi gente. Black Planet. Yeah. Uh, Pin. <laughs> What? The Blackberry pin. Yeah. <laughs> BB pin. Wow. Anyway. If you want to hit me up on my phone, the, the, next, the, the next up. Next up. <laughs> blink, blink. Damn, we are dating ourselves. <laughs> Guys, new F1 season. Come on, Guys, let's go. Let's go. 2022. 2022, new rules. Let's talk about, yes, yeah, some major off season news. Okay. There's a lot of news, but we're, we're going to go through a, a variety of stuff and it's arranged in a certain way. But number one, new format for sprint races. So obviously the sprint races last year were a big success. Uh, they actually, they played a pivotal role. The, the points that were determined through it ended up contributing towards the tie going into the last race of the season and then the max eventual championship. Uh, we are, instead of last year's races where it was at Monza, Silverstone, and in Brazil, Brazil is going to stay, and it'll be at Imola, Brazil, still, and in Austria, the sprint races this year. There is also going to award a wider range of points, right? The top 10 top finishers. Top eight. Top eight, I'm sorry. Uh, finishers get points. And the person that finishes on pole position on Friday, which will be the actual qualifying, qualifying. session... 
will be the 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 pole position for the race itself. No, no, it's a pole position holder, the title. Meaning they get the pole position. That's like the the, title. Yeah, but whoever finishes the sprint race will start start first. So it's almost like yeah. The 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 issue was that many drivers felt because it's a different style of driving. If you're driving in qualifying, if you're driving in the race. It's a different style of driving. So mm-hmm. whoever can, whoever has that one lap pace, who can push that car to the limit, which is what makes F1 qualifying so special, should be the holder of the pole position, not the winner of the sprint race. That's so, what I guess at the time. Yeah, and that was that the biggest uh, quarrel, to use fancy words, uh, that the drivers had with the whole awarding of the pole position award. And and honestly, if we look if we're going to look at records, who holds who are the, who are the best qualifiers who uh in in the history of F1 you have Lewis Hamilton, Senna, um and Michael Schumacher are the top 3. Uh, uh being Lewis Hamilton, Schumacher and Senna. That is uh basically a discipline on its own. If whoever has that one lap pace is gonna, you're gonna be held in in F1 lore as a as a hero. Um, and honestly, the best, the ones that win the most race are the ones that, like the 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 people that we hold the most, like we revere the most, uh, Michael Schumacher, Senna, Lewis Hamilton. Not only do they have the most wins, but they have the most pole positions. So it's it's important that we get that right. If you win a race, is very different than winning than winning in in qualifying or getting the fastest lap. So that was, and I think we can all agree on that 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 was the right thing to do. So they won't start first, but they'll be the pole position. Yeah, they'll 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 have have the tire tire trophy. But now, but but, but now it's their responsibility is to hold that first place in the sprint race, Mm -hmm. which I think it's fair. But then whoever so wins it's the no longer race. whoever starts the race first, which was a direct correlation. But now you're changing the format. It's just that just for sprint race weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Know. I love the point uh, system to us watching. I love the sprint races. They led to an insane Monza. Um, Silverstone was actually really good too. Um, until you know, and then uh, the accident. And then um, I, I I thought it was a, a welcome addition. I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought that it, it's a welcome addition. It it improves the ability to show up to a race weekend and watch a full race weekend versus seeing practice one and practice two on Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then the added intrigue of the points to me, I was like, okay, I, I could dig, I could dig this. Um, as fans, I as a fan, I loved it. Um, did it have? Did they have to tweak a little, a few things? Yeah, I think they addressed mm-hmm. what they had to. They had to tweak. I think the most important thing that they did tweak was that at least the first eight get points. Get points. So at least you're having a battle at the front during a sprint race. So it's it not from, only the top three from the winner getting eight points and mm-hmm. it goes all the way down with one point to eighth place. So. Yeah, that coupled with you're supposed to follow better uh, with these new cars. Would make it very interesting. Um, and you have something to fight for with, with the points. Obviously, we saw how close the championship battle was last season. So those extra points do it would make a difference in a championship fight, especially if you're fighting for, you know, 
in the constructor titles, we saw that there was a fight between Mercedes and Red Bull, mm-hmm. uh, McLaren and Ferrari. That always carries on to the end, and those points, obviously, they not only do they count for the driver's point tally, but they count for the team point tally. So that should make it interesting. Now, the choice of venues, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I can see... I think Imola is going to be tough. Imola, yeah, it, that's the only one that I see. Is like, yeah. Why would you do it at Imola? All right. It's hard to pass it's over. It's hard to pass over. The, even though it's a fast track, but it's still a narrow track. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do it in? Uh, Austria. Rebel, right they're going to do it in Austria. That which makes is, a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And they're going to keep it at, what was at, it? Uh, at, Brazil. At, at Brazil, which obviously makes a lot of sense. That race is fun every single year. You can overtake. Weather. The last all few of that. years was, yeah. was no different. Uh, but Imola was an interesting choice. I don't know why they put it there. Maybe that would be a testing bed to see if the new cars could follow better. Mm. Um, and you get two races That's to see if you, can, uh, if you can if you can overtake, which is why these new cars were built. These, these new cars that look awesome, by the way, were built to race better, meaning you can follow closer mm-hmm. without losing your downforce if you're behind another car. So maybe that would be to see if these cars are actually working the way they should be working. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next bit of news. Um, Michael Massey's out <laughs> after the outcry last year. Really? At the end of last year. What a surprise. Yeah, that should be like a highlighted news. Like with the good news. <laughs> we got good news. Somebody that was not making the right decisions is out. <laughs> oh, Max and Rebel didn't think it was a good news. <laughs> No, of course They clearly not. came out and said that that was unfair. Yeah, they said that Mercedes bullied <laughs> the FIA into, yes, bullied Yeah, because the they FIA. didn't bully him into yep. letting just five cars pass. All right. Let's, let's back. <laughs> yeah, it still hurts, right? These guys are bitter. Yep. Michael Massey will be replaced as Formula One race director and offered a new position within the FIA as part of the series of changes following the governing body's analysis into last year's Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Niels Wittich and Eduardo Freitas, they've recently worked in the WEC. Eduardo Freitas. They will alternate, they will alternate as the race, in the race director role, and they'll also be joined by Herbie Blash. Uh, they'll be assisted by Herbie Blash, who returns to F1, previously acted as the deputy to Masi's predecessor, Charlie Whiting, as permanent senior advisor. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think as far as number one, the departure, and second, the the crew that's replacing him? Um, Messi needed to go. I don't think Messi had the respect of the teams, which is why they felt that they can lobby him. Yeah. No, Michael, no, 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 Michael. Yeah, Mikey, no, they Mikey. can lobby him as far as what the the decisions being made during the race, which should never happen. Um, as far as calls for like track limits and stuff, I think that should be tampered down. Uh, Eduardo Freitas seems, from what I hear, is very strict on that. So he'll have actual defined clarity. limits, clarity on where the cars should be or not be, um, which is what we want. We want consistency. It's like if you... You don't want to do it every track. It's like the white line, that's the limit of the track. That's where you should be every single racetrack that is. So he seems, and he has the experience in WEC, of course. Um, and we know that WEC is, can be 
if you have that experience, WEC is very confusing because you have four different classes racing at the same, same time. time. Yeah. These are longer races. Um, I think the most important addition to that team is Herbie Blash um, because he was the right-hand man to Charlie, White, Charlie Whiting. Um, and I think he even said that that last race was mishandled and I think that the best decision would have been Red flag the race. Mm -hmm. Everybody changes their tires. And we have a, a three three lap or two lap sprint race to the end. That would be the best outcome for everybody. But the difference is, is that with his experience, he could have been right next to Massey saying, no, 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 no. Let's do it this way. Everybody's happy. And we would have gotten a satisfactory end to such an amazing season. Mm -hmm. Um Experience counts, guys. Experience counts in any role that you have. Experience counts. That's what we're getting with these three new guys. Um, one of the main complaints that everybody had after the untimely passing of Charlie Whiting is that Charlie Whiting handled too many roles at the at the same time. And, and maybe calm. Yeah, and maybe he could do that, but that's not the way it should work. Now you have three guys in there that, that know what they're doing, and they can bounce ideas off each other, and we can get one clear way of the way these races are officiated. Now, I wish they would do that with stewards, but that's a whole other story. No, I think that's that. Um, that's what like, you know. Like you mentioned earlier, that maybe uh, Michael Massey didn't have the respect. Whiting had that. Mm -hmm. Whiting, I guess, would tell somebody, "No, shut up!" And we're not doing it that way. We're doing it this way. Mm -hmm. And his decision seemed fair. He wasn't like, "No, I'm shunning you," or "No, I'm skipping you." Mm -hmm. So, what was this guy last year, Jens? Well, what did he got, this guy go? Like, he disappeared after Charlie Whiting? He didn't oh, want to do this? Herbie, but I mean, yes. he's, he's an older gentleman. Gotcha. Okay, so. I mean, but, but and his title role is consultant. It's not necessarily Gotcha. Like, okay, 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 okay. It's an advisor. Yeah, and the, okay. yeah, people have the right to do what they want to do. Right? <laughs> I mean, you can't just keep him there. Exactly. It's so not we, surf And we got rid of Massey because of the same thing. Right. We can't I, just keep him there. Well, <laughs> you guys already know my thoughts on, on, on Massey. It wasn't so much that last decision, but the safety was really a problem last mm -hmm. year. Uh, you know, we had cars going full speed while Max, Max is walking on the track in uh, Baku. Uh, but I think that separate from that, this is not so much a um, Michael Masi, you suck, get the heck out of here. I think it's more of Mohammed bin Sulayim, who is now the FIA leader or, instead of John Tott. He's bringing in his people. He's a former former WEC uh, driver, former mm -hmm. WEC exec. And now he's coming in, he's bringing his people, and this is kind of how he wants to run the show. Mm -hmm. more so than Michael Massey get out of here so we'll see how it goes so um, did Massey get fired to appease Lewis Hamilton come on like <laughs> no no but Mercedes bullied them I think I think Ruby will say yeah <laughs> I didn't say anything <laughs> where's Hamilton gonna go if not Formula 1 he's just gonna retire and do what well, he's, he's, good. he's gonna re he's gonna retire after a season in which he lost the championship on the last race, let me tell you something. What was the name of his? What was the name of, uh, of his artist name when he came? To <laughs> Virgil Abloh? Huh? No, 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 no. no. no what well, he called himself oh. as a as a XNDA? XNDA. I think he had a f he has a fabulous career ahead of him. Yeah, okay. being XNDA. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Another featuring. Yes. Yes. All right. He's, an, he's a heart and he's a, a wonderful fashion designer. He has places to go. New potential additions. To uh, Formula One, a potential eleventh team, Andretti F1. What do you guys think of the ring of that? Uh, take 
with a group of investors, the uh, Andretti F1, uh, the Andretti Motorsport, I'll call it consortium, exploring joining F1, has put a bid in and is now waiting for approval from the FIA. What would you guys, the possibility of it, is, is it possible? Number one, is, is, it, is it highly likely, I, which I think it is? And then number two, do you think it's a benefit to the sport? Yeah. Definitely is. Okay, next topic. <laughs> you guys want to expand on that? No, I say that it's definitely, you know, bringing a, a, a name of that caliber, you know, to the sport. It brings more attention to the sport. You know, they've done well in the More US. American attention to the yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah. However, however it comes, they just want more attention, more more, more forward movement to the sport as far as, like, to, a growth. Andretti's a recognizable name in a lot of places. In Italy, you know, obviously mainly in the U.S., they've done, you know, Magic and IndyCar. Just mm-hmm. pretty much bring it being their name. You know, Andretti, Andretti Sport, they're all over the place in racing. And I don't think I don't think it's going to be easy for them to come in as an 11 team. They probably might be better off buying a, a financially unstable team, you know, within F1. Maybe, like Yancy has said, get Haas. But it's you know it's tough to also has it gonna be tough also you know tough to let go. Andretti has the money to not only pay to come in to come in because remember now two hundred million fee whatever yep. yeah there's a two hundred million dollar fee wow. entry fee is that like is that like a like a McDonald's uh, Happy Meal or something what? because two hundred million dollars. That's <laughs> more like I want to say a million McDonald's Happy Meals. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> and like, you, and, and you can get it. every toy McDonald's has ever given <laughs> out for a Happy Meal. I mean, listen, Mario Andretti. As what we have to keep in mind is this: F1 has moved. Well, let, let's say Liberty Media has moved F1 to be a sport that's more viable for more teams to join. But not only that, for teams to become franchises, all the teams to become franchises that are as valuable or on the way to be as valuable as a Yankees or a Manchester United or a Barcelona football club. Okay, this that's the that's the that's what Liberty Media, that's the goal that Liberty Media wants when they started instituting the cost cap. And um, the 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 sliding scale as far as like development in the air tunnel. What that did when they instituted that is that they, it made these teams that are currently part of F one more valuable. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to to some of that later on. More valuable. So now, when you see these big American teams, namely Penske, Andretti. And Ganassi, and the only team right now that has that has has um, expressed interest, and I don't even just interest. I'm talking about being serious mm-hmm. about joining F1 has been Andretti. But you also have Penske, who owns IndyCar and owns the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, wanting to have a race at Indy. Okay, so all of that has been to attract more teams, which makes the sport more valuable. With Andretti coming in, 
Marion Jordan being the only American F1 champion. We have another race in the Ameri- in, in the United States, not just the Americas, because the Americas is South, North, Central, and South America. We have another race in Miami this upcoming season. In the U.S. What is going on here is that Liberty wants the U.S. market, well, wants to involve more of the U.S. market, attract more of the U.S. market. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do it is have an, a viable American F1 team. Haas is an American F1 team, but we've seen what's going on with them. Yeah. Andretti is an American team. They have the money to not only pay the entry fee and build a viable team that can compete in the midfield and for championships. And they have a young driver signed up already in IndyCar, Colton Herta, who just signed a development deal with McLaren just so he can get reps in F1. But you know that the first team that's going to sign him up if they join F1 is going to be Andretti because they already have him as a driver. This is all... Liberty's this I see Liberty just moving the strings to make sure that they have something that Americans can come out and cheer for. You have Haas Hill, you're gonna have more than that in in Austin. Because Andretti's a huge name. Huge. Huge name. They they participate in IMSA, they participate, which is the endurance championship here in the States, IndyCar. And in NASCAR, which is the biggest racing series in the United States. Imagine if they get their hands on an F1 team. And they're serious about it. That's why all the F1 teams are up in arms, putting all the stops, trying not to get them in. Because they know they're going to come in and they're going to go at it. They're going to give them some competition. This is not the old F1 where you can I mean, I mean with the money being controlled. Yeah, this is not the old F1. This is a new F1 where people can compete. And that's the only way the series is going to be viable in the future. I'm done with my rant. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. No, but uh, we've seen Mercedes saying that they'll Total Wolf saying that it would dilute the, uh, I guess the the prize money at the end that it would have to be spread by eleven teams, not ten. And it's like, um, okay, but, but you're spending less. You're you have spe- a hundred million dollar cost cap, and you're potentially bringing in a boatload of brand new sponsorships. Yes, that's well, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, uh, what are we thinking here? And, Amer- and the United States is a huge market that F1 has been trying to break into for I don't know how many years. And now you have two races here. You have an American, you have you have an American company owning the F1. Uh, F1. They've made it more valuable because now they're they're more modern. They're on social media. They modernize everything. You're making your your franchises more valuable because not just you have a two hundred million dollar fee. Not just anybody come in here, but if somebody's gonna come in there, they're gonna be serious about it. And what we want as Americans, we are American. We want to see competition. We don't want to see the same team winning every single year. You might have that here with other sports leagues, yeah, but the they Patriots. win for two, three, four years. But then somebody else comes in, you don't have an eight-time, you don't have a champ. You don't in the United States, when have you seen a team win a championship eight years in a row? Tom Brady. They did it eight years in a row? <laughs> no. Tom Brady, eight years <laughs> well, in a row? I'm no. Kidding, no, because you have a few. Dude, Tom Brady's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't see that. Not even Jordan, who won six championships. There was three and three. There was three and three. Yeah. And he could have won more. No, I think also um with a team like I'm dreading coming in. And obviously, because of what you know, Total Wolf is saying and stuff like that, it also goes. They're probably going to try to change the field like again into Formula One because you know the same thing you're saying, like a different Formula One. Mm-hmm. And 
obviously the last the only few episodes I've seen of Drive to Survive, the one where they focus on Williams, Claire said this sport went from being a bunch of guys that just wanted to race their cars mm -hmm. because of two big corporations taking it over and they're dominating because of all the money. That was a, a good episode. A, a team like Andretti trying to come in, yeah, he's a big conglomerate, or whatever, but he's not a big corporation. He's not a Mercedes. You know, yes. he's not. So now he's bringing a different perspective of saying, no, no, we're, yeah, we could run. We got the money to go. And also, obviously, cost cap is helping even out the playing field for teams that can't really be able to compete yeah. with a monster like Mercedes or Red Bull because yeah. they, they were pushing a ton of money into the sport. Yeah, but, and that's what it's become. And how many teams have you seen come into F1 being sold, being renamed? Some teams even come in and they just can't even compete and they just, they just dissolve. That's not the sign of a healthy sports league. Yeah. It's just not. It's the, uh, the, it's those when you when you can con, not control but when you can even out the playing field the competitive balances that's where you get English Premier League NFL Major League Baseball NBA these are leagues that are viable worldwide make a ton of money and the only reason they're in it is because you have to build yourself up to that but you need years and years of doing that yep. and that's what these F1 franchises have been doing the only the only the only two franchises in F1, and you can't even call them the only two teams because they're not even franchises. The only two teams that you can name them, maybe three, is Williams, McLaren, and Ferrari. Mercedes just came in. Came back in. Red Bull, Red Bull, you can name that, but they're they're fairly new compared to the history yes. history of F1. But these are teams that they've had to pour a ton of money into it just so they can stay viable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right now, you don't have to do that anymore. You can concentrate on the racing, on the engineering, and having, you know, and 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 racing instead of worrying about am I going to stay alive this yeah. year, and and the thing is that that's only possible for three or four F one teams, but it should be possible for all F one teams. Okay, I agree. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, what's been going on in the world recently? If you haven't been paying attention, is the whole. Russia and Ukraine, the saga between, you know, the invasion and potential, you know, war breaking out or war having already broken out. Uh, to that end, there are ramifications within the sports world and obviously within Formula One. Haas F1 had uh, Ural Kalai, the um, title sponsor, which was owned by a Russian billionaire mm -hmm. uh, as obviously poured a ton of money into the team. They have ended and uh, rescinded that uh, title sponsorship. And as well as now his son, uh, Dimitri Mazepin, who was the owner, who was the owner, or I don't even know how it works. He's the owner of Eurokali. He was a, he was one of the drivers within the Haas F1 team. He has, his contract has now been rescinded based on what's been going on in the world. Um, any thoughts on that? I hesitate to even say anything, but any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, there's so many things, man. Um, what you... Yeah, it, it's tough because what you don't want to do is... Um, you don't want to take somebody's job away based on the quote-unquote politics. And I don't like using that word because we're talking about war. We're talking about people's lives being lost, uh, people's lives being upended. Um, so to me, it's not really 
personal thoughts is not political. This is, you know, people's lives being affected. Just the way we talked about the whole Black Lives Matter movement and what you may believe in it as far as like political purposes, but as far as human rights, those are human rights. It's not political. Um, why did Mazepin lose his job? Nikita Mazepin, Mazepin lose his job. His father was a title sponsor. His company, mm-hmm. his father's company was a title sponsor to the Haas F1 team. Now, the way things work in Russia is that uh, obviously uh, Putin has what they call quote-unquote oligarchs uh, that he gives companies to, but they, they're loyal to him. That's Nikita Mazepin's father, Dmitry Mazepin, is one of those people. Um, and they, he was one of the people involved in a meeting before the invasion started that Putin had, um, had uh, with before the invasion started. Um, and I don't know what, I don't want to get, get into the weeds with it. But now, um, obviously, Haas as a team, especially with the public uproar over Russian companies, Haas does not want to be involved with anybody who's within the inner circle of the president of Russia. So that's understandable. The only reason Nikita Mazepin had a drive, it wasn't because he was talented. He wasn't the the decent driver, I guess, but he he was languishing in F2 for a while. Meaning that he could never, he wasn't that good enough to just be like for a team to even take interest in him and be like, let's bring him up to F1. He was on that team because his father was a title sponsor. His father paid money, his father's company paid money, and he was a title sponsor. Okay. It's why the car looked like a Russian car instead of an American car. Okay. Plain lines. Yes. So that was the reason why Nikita Mazepin was in F1. And we all know the history of pay drivers in F1. It happens. It's a part of the sport. It is what it is. That's why he lost his drive. I think uh, that's a decision based on the team. Obviously, I, I, the, um, Yurakali wants his money back because they paid a part of that up front. They, they didn't pay all of it, and that'll play out in the courts. But... It's totally up to Haas uh, to determine what name goes on that car and wh- how they're going to take their money and what drivers they want. You can be a sponsor. You can have a say in it. But once you're not a sponsor anymore, it's not up to you who drives the car, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then uh, the, other, the other aspect that bothered me about this was uh, Nikita Mazepin's fund that he started uh i forgot the name of it but it was a play on you know f1 had this whole we race as one mm-hmm. um the name of that company was something as one and i think that's to me disrespectful to that whole movement um it, it just waters everything down and it, i think it just made it worse for him um, but th- that, those are my thoughts. Ruben, any thoughts? No, just the situation su- sucks for Haas. They lost. It's a, it's a it's a team that's been struggling for finances for a yeah. while. Losing, you know, whatever the way, obviously because of the war and stuff like that. The funding was pulled, and you know, you had to fire the driver, or whatever. Hopefully, Kev Magnussen brings some fund with him. That's it. Like, no, he doesn't bring in any sponsorship. They just, they, you know, 
Haas has enough money to pay a driver like Kevin Magnussen. And I think at that point, they were forced. Based on they released him yeah. and they brought in Kevin Magnussen, they were forced to keep Nikita Mazepin as a driver because obviously his father was a title sponsor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The name of the of the fund is We Compete as One. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. That's for all Russian, all displaced Russian athletes. Yes, exactly. So you guys jumped the start there, but Kevin Magnussen is coming in mm-hmm. to replace, uh, or came in already to replace Nikita Mazepin as the second driver or first driver or whatever you want to call it, driver in uh, at Haas F1. Uh, he's going to be teamed up with uh, obviously Mick Schumacher. Uh, not only that, but he came in and he's al- already putting in work. He was um, what was it? Fastest time yesterday? Fastest time in the second day of testing because because they got extra time. They have a, they had, they 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 something with the freight. They couldn't get they had a freight issue. They had a freight issue. It's, it's happening is, to me too in my house. Okay, so. yeah. <laughs> it's happening to you too in your job. Yeah, Amazon Prime. I mean, these, yeah. These, yeah. Uh, Amazon Prime sucks right now. These, <laughs> these, glo- these global supply issues, yes. global supply uh, chain issues are We're getting times crazy. all over the place. You get supposed to say before yeah. you so pay just tomorrow freight. and then so a week later. They were able to get an extra three hours each day at the end of each session yes. uh, to make up for that time that they lost. So the second, the second day when Magnuson was in the car, they got an extra hour. He pumped in the fastest lap time of that day. And then yesterday, which was the third uh, test day, Mick Schumacher was in the car. He pumped in the second fastest Crazy. lap of the of the session. So, so we could say they were the, the only thing running full throttle, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Haas F one's gonna win the championship this year. So beyond that, along along those same lines, the Russian Grand Prix has been eliminated from the calendar this year. Who knows if it'll be back? Remember, this was gonna be the last race at Sochi before being before a new track being introduced next year. I highly doubt it. It's gonna come back. I highly doubt it, but I, but I mean, stranger things have happened. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. but whatever. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. But mm-hmm. uh, and just happy fans are back. <laughs> 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 I'm not even worried about Russia. I'm just happy. But you can't even get a ticket to an event right now. I'm unhappy. So out of yeah. nowhere, anyway, yeah. no, I'm just yeah, yeah, totally <laughs> off topic. Like just saying whatever at this point. Thank you, Ruben. Fans are back. Yeah, yeah. The weather's getting nicer, guys. By the way, I don't know if you know that. Um, Sun goes down at seven. Yeah. yeah. So Sochi is uh, sayonara for long and don't come back. Right. Thank God. It was a boring Well, track. yeah. I mean, that track, uh, regardless of whatever else, that track sucked. And yeah. the racing there sucked. See you later, sir. It wasn't Herman Tucker's best design. It's, it was just a horrible Grand Prix. Oh, it was never interesting. Not only last year was it interesting, and that's because of the and weather. that's because it, it rained. It rained it Poor Lando. Yeah. Poor Lando. Could have gotten his first race one. Yeah. Um, Episode two would have been different. <laughs> Splash through these last couple items. Omar Safnauer moves from at, uh, Aston Martin to Alpine, uh, he sticks with the uh, the pink, I guess, right? Because now, uh, BWT, um, he was there like what twelve years? Yeah, he was with Force 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 India and Racing Point for and Aston Martin for twelve years. That one organization. Now he's moving over to Alpine. Uh, Also, BWT is now sponsoring uh, Alpine, Alpine, so they'll be in the pink livery, as you guys have seen. What was your guys' favorite livery? You know mine, Ferrari. Yeah, but that was that's like I really liked the McLaren this year. Really? Yeah, I really liked it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I really liked the McLaren. Okay, that was your favorite. Though? That was my favorite one. What was your second favorite? Oh, well, top three. Let's go top three. Top three. It was the McLaren. Um, I like the Williams. Back mm-hmm. to you know, 
And then the Williams doesn't look as good on track, I think. Then then last the, year's, yeah. With the well, the strikes. last year was, last year's was, was awesome. Last year was horrible. Last year was awesome. You really like that? Yes. Oh, and then uh, I, I, I like the pink. I, I'm glad we're back to a pink car on track. But what, what you want the full pink or the pink and blue? The pink, pink and, and blue. blue. Pink and blue. Okay. Pink and blue. Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Sober. Sober. Little Pepto Bismol. How about you? Robert? Sober looks pretty good. Sober. Yeah. That's one. That's I think the one that come because they were the last one to be introduced. So oh, Alfa, Alfa, Alfa Romeo. Romeo, yeah. Alfa okay. Romeo. What are your good. top three? Uh, it would be Alfa Romeo. Um, Alpine looks pretty good too. Mm-hmm. The pink one or the pink and blue? The pink and blue. Okay. The one they're gonna use pretty much throughout almost yeah. all year. The the pink is only gonna be the first two races of the season. And the pink does look like a Force India car though. Right. Yeah. No. And what was the third one? It's just pretty much the, the other ones are just too similar. It's like very similar, yeah. Like uh, Mercedes like, went back to it's like, like a, one of those things where it's like not really a newsworthy event, but people make yeah. it like because it's back and like whatever. My top I, three. I'm sorry. Were, it, I think it was because of what pretty much Rebel started doing with the little, I guess, camouflaging. The, yeah. The, you know, mm-hmm. they, they brought the camouflage stuff, even though they were always having the same delivery. You know, delivery at the same at the end of it, but it was camouflaging so people won't see what they yeah, had. Yeah. Right, I'm sorry. My top three would be Ferrari, uh, Aston Martin. I thought that was with that with that neon green going through it, and they have a brighter green. I thought it was really nice. I like you know classic looking one, and the Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo was, well, was really nice. But on the on the Omar, the worst one. The worst one for you? Which one? <laughs> I didn't even... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, Haas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows what they're gonna look next week? <laughs> uh, but I don't. I'm not, I don't. I I can't put it together if I saw it on on testing or on the actual. Drives us by episode that Omar focused on pretty much on why he was out. He was saying that when he was in Force India, pretty much he was running the show. But now that it's being, you know, another people, you know, a group of people own it, those people are super involved. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he could, I guess, he couldn't That's get fun. past of being all of that. And by I the think- way, the the scale thing that we said about the financing and the, how the teams are grouped out, he was the one that came out with that idea. He said, Yeah, he did. Or on the what, you know, what, timing. Was that, and, an, that wasn't a draft test file. That was like a, that was an that was, interview during testing. There you go. Do, yes. An interview during testing that I heard. And yeah. He yeah, was, yeah. But he's supposed to have been bringing that up for years. He's just, you know, yeah, and they finally now. adopted it. I didn't know that either. I did, I, I yeah, did when he was saying, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. But I thought that was, that's a fa- phenomenal idea. Like, Hell yeah. Because it's, he was saying that from it's... From football, he brought it. Yeah, from football. Well, football and uh, and the NBA where you have like the worst teams that have the higher chance like of a drafting the first drafter. I think that that was a, an awesome idea. I think it works great for, for Formula 1, by the way. Yeah, the original idea was just to have the, the lower the lower teams, but that would be at a disadvantage. Do you guys flesh out this for those that are listening? Okay, the, the, the idea of the sliding scale is that um, basically the worst teams that finish in the standings... Mm-hmm get higher time in the wind tunnel, get get more time mm-hmm. in the wind tunnel. And the higher you finish up, like a Red Bull or a Mercedes, get less time to develop the car in the wind tunnel. Obviously, the the development of the car now, since they have very much lack of like actual testing with the drivers in the car, is mostly done in CFD and the wind tunnel uh, because obviously aerodynamics is what plays the, the biggest mm-hmm. part of how fast these cars go mm-hmm. uh, besides the engine. So... Um, so, um, compared to last year's standing, Haas, Williams, and Alfa Romeo will get more wind time, wind tunnel time, than the teams that finish higher up, like a Mercedes or a Red Bull or even a, or even a Ferrari, and that changes um, midway through the season. So, the beginning of the season, your CFD time was it computer fluid dynamics. Mm-hmm. 
Um, your CFD time um, and your wind tunnel time uh, is based on last year's championship standings. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the season, right smack down in the middle of the, te- the, the season, your wind tunnel time changes compared to where you are in the standings yeah. in the middle of the season. Gotcha. Yes. That's still not bad, though. That's very good. No, it's good. It's, 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 it's awesome. It shows fairness. Mm-hmm. I think that he's a veteran. I think that he'll be great for a team like Alpine to have like a real guiding force. Yeah, considering because that team, it's been so inconsistent. It's it's a it's a it's a car manufacturing team, which they definitely have the funds for it. There, obviously, they had issues with Renault Main, meaning like the CEO was trying to yeah with well, Mr. Rishi and all that stuff was, well yeah I don't know he was he 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 was about to get arrested somewhere in, yeah, yeah, in, he goes, in, in Asia and whatever he had to step down so they they had that whole shake up but the F1 team also needed a, a bit of a shake up as well they changed the CEO they got rid of Martin Bukowski who's giving the middle finger <laughs> during the team photo at the end because I guess he already knew he was going to get fired <laughs> Um, wow. you know, and <laughs> you know, they forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how long ago. Yeah, the, the, the team is going through yeah. changes. How do you even do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be Ruben at the jump to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> team picture. So I, it, it sucks because uh, it seems like they were uh, as the end of the se- last season progressed. They seemed to get better. Fernando's getting, you know, Fernando and Ocon were. We're executing, el we're plan. executing perfectly. El plan. And it's a team that's been languishing in that third, fourth, fifth spot mm-hmm. for the last few years. I think they need they need that they need a shakeup, um, so they can move that team forward. Because I was, honestly, by by now that team should be fighting for podiums and for wins. So let's see how that I, is the plan. I think that uh, that South now are considering. Um, how he did at Force India slash Racing Point slash Aston Martin. Not so much Aston Martin because that was only one year. But the Force India. It was a team Dang. that obviously punched above his weight. Nobody expected much from them, but they got way more points and placed higher than anybody expected them. I think hopefully he'll be that final piece that can bring that same magic to Alpine, which is literally in limbo right now. Next news item. It's kind of Red Bull centric, but Max Verstappen signs with Red Bull for uh, through twenty twenty eight. He'll be making now fifty five million dollars per year, kind of bringing him bringing him on par with Lewis Hamilton salary or the reported Lewis Hamilton salary. It sucks that we don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's not like here in the states where we know yeah. what people are making. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it is the premier young talent in the sport. But you know what the um yeah. The headline there is not the money, it's the time. When have you heard a driver being signed up for more than 3 years? Mm-hmm. In F1 no. In F1 it doesn't happen. Um but now you're seeing that especially with the young talent. I think first it started with Leclerc who signed, I think it was a five-year deal. It was a five-year deal. Um, and now, obviously, you're going to have Verstappen, who's still very young. He's a world champion. Mm-hmm. But he's getting paid on par what world championship champions should get, which is anywhere from 30, 40, 50 million a year, depending on who you are. Um, 
But it, I think when I first saw this, and obviously, and we're going to get into the, the sponsorship deal with Red Bull as well, this is a direct result of what we were talking about earlier, these F1 teams becoming not only teams but franchises becoming more valuable mm-hmm. because they know that they're going to be in the sport for a long time because these costs are not continually going up. Mm-hmm. Talking about the cost for a team is $140 million. That's the most that you can mm-hmm. spend. Compared to a team that used to spend three hundred or four hundred million dollars, which was Ferrari and Mercedes at one point, we're spending four hundred million dollars a year just to go racing. Okay, this was <laughs> the goal of Liberty Media when they bought F one was to make this sport more viable for not only the teams that are currently in the sport, but for newer teams who want to join. Okay. And now what happens? Once you have this, once you have this financial stability, you can now sign, you can give the security to these drivers that literally risk their lives for you every week and get a long-term deal knowing that they can be settled at a team. And it just, and we all know in any sport, the longer you have a team together, the more competitive they can be because they know each other, have that chemistry and it'll bring you to championships. Any sport is like that. Doesn't matter if it's in Europe or in the US. And now F1 is becoming that. Mm-hmm. So I think now, now that you have a world champion being signed on up until 2028 for $50 million a year. Hmm. <laughs> okay? $50 million a year. We this is this is a, just a testament that this sport is healthy and will continue to be healthy for years to come. And we get to enjoy it because yes, we sir. love this sport. Yes, sir. That is a lot of money. I mean, this has been Max Verstappen's team since Daniel Ricciardo's last season. Yes, right? yeah. absolutely. So it's been now. This is That was year three last year. This is going to be year four where it's Max Verstappen's team. Mm-hmm. Um, along with that uh, news, Oracle... Oracle's Red Bull F1 title sponsorship deal worth $300 million. So it's, it kind of ties in a lot of what we spoke about earlier. Uh, Oracle is obviously a big computing, call it firm. They are paying, one, for the, the sponsorship, and then two, Red Bull is going to be exclusively using their computers and their systems via cloud computing uh, to participate in uh, computational fluid dynamics, the CFD for the wind tunnel, saying that we got the best stuff and we want Red Bull to the best team or with the best dr- the driver's champion to use our use. stuff. Yeah. So it's a blockbuster deal, $300 million. $300 million. $300 million for five years. For Pretty five. sure uh, that's why they were able to sign Max Verstappen for so long. Jesus. But it's, again... It's not only the teams that are more viable, but now you have the confidence as a company that you can come in, sponsor one of these teams, and get big-time advertising to a worldwide audience. With a worldwide company. With a worldwide company. Again, this attract. if you make things viable, it attracts more people to come in Put money in the pot so they can make more money as well. 
and everything just goes. Every everybody just lives happily ever after. <laughs> this is Liberty Media's vision coming to fruition. Yep. America. Yeah. A lot of money. <laughs> All right. Twenty twenty two season predictions. Obviously, we've seen. Uh, testing the last couple of days we're recording this on sunday right before officially race week starts um but you know today's the wrap-up of of the last couple of days of testing we've seen some of the stronger performance we've seen performances we've seen some question marks we've seen obviously some teams in the back uh testing results there's a, no i'm 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 hesitant to say it because I'm hesitant to say what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say is that Mercedes doesn't look strong. I feel like we say this every year. I feel like um, this is what happens at the start of the season or, or during testing. That what is it? Sandbagging. They're sandbagging mm -hmm. their car, uh, and then all of a sudden they come out like gangbusters. Yancy, what did you think of testing? This last latest round of testing. Oh, uh, it's tough. To get a true pecking order of where the teams stand. Uh, obviously, Ferrari has been the most consistent team throughout the two tests. And you can see it that their car looks good on track as far as handling. Uh, they're, they're suffering from a bit of uh, purposing, which is basically... It's hard to explain this, but obviously we have the, the ground effect cars, which mm -hmm. basically once the cars pick up speed, they're sucked to the ground because most of the downforce is generated through the floor or through the diffuser. What happens as far as when 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 the car is um, when the car depends on that, what happens is uh, when you slow down, when you slow down. The, the car starts bouncing a little bit because it's not a constant... When you, when you slow down or when you're at full speed? I'm, I'm, no, no, no. When, when you're at you full speed, down. when you slow down, mm -hmm. there's not a constant stream of air obviously flowing like as far as the velocity is. Mm -hmm. So the car is just adjusting to it so it starts bouncing. And it looks like it's just like bouncing. Like, like it's almost like one of the... Like, you see the the uh, the low riders in California when they have like the hydraulic <laughs> system going like that. That's what the car looks it like. Looks it, it looks like it's like it's bouncing down. You see the head going like this. And the slow mode makes it even look even, even more dramatic. <laughs> okay, but that seems to be that's something that's an issue that's always been, especially in endurance racing, where those cars obviously heavily rely on the downforce generated through the floor. Also, it's a problem that's always happened, but. Especially when you count on ground effect yeah. for most of the downforce. That's not, not just a Ferrari problem, right? No, that's, that's all the car. teams are having that problem. Yeah. But the Ferrari seems to be more stable. The best team that seemed to ha to to get a handle on that was McLaren in the first test. But they obviously, they have other problems. The second test, they have problems with like their brakes overheating and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um Red Bull seems to have a handle on it as well. But the team that looked the worst in the last session was Mercedes. Mm. Like, that car did not look good around the corners, very understeery. <laughs> it looked like a toy car. Yeah, and it was bouncing a lot. And no car, like, it just doesn't seem like it's really working that well. It's but, not part of sandbagging. <laughs> I've seen this movie before. But... But that's taking the fun out of testing. If you see the first episode of Drive to Survive this season, 
you know, Mercedes had their problems in the beginning of the season, and we also what happened at the end of the season. They won the Wedding the Constructors Championship, and if it wasn't for a certain person, they probably would have <laughs> won the Drivers' Championship. Who's that, Max? No, Masi. Um, <laughs> the name that we refuse to say. Voldemort. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, as far as a pecking, I mean, look, Red Bull and, and Ferrari look the best right now. I think uh, the last day of testing looked like the Red Bull is just super strong on it. I mm-hmm. mean, and you have two strong drivers there. Obviously, you have the World Championship, Mac Verstappen, and uh, but you know, Perez is no slouch either. Okay, so let me ask you guys so, a question. Uh, At the end yeah, of the season, the, I mean, but the, the, the Mercedes is still quick. They just have a little bit of problems. At the end of the season, mm-hmm. who's the uh, constructors' champion? Mercedes. Mercedes got a point to prove this year. Red Bull. Red Bull. I say, I say it's going to be Mercedes. At the end of this, despite the problems that they have now, they overcame. The rules changed literally against them last year, and they overcame that to win the constructors' championship. Okay. And the radical design they're bringing to Red yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be our surprise team? That's gonna go up to up to now that we have new regulation regulations. Who's gonna be the surprise team that's going to finish within the top five, four, five, four? That didn't finish in the four. In Cor- the top in four? The, correct. So top four last so you year. Can't pick Red Bull, Red Mercedes, Red McLaren, and Ferrari. Not in that order. So, that was so, the top so four last year. You, who has the potential of finishing? Now, who's shown some? Uh, who's the, the prediction? Come on, I mean, not, not potential. It's a prediction. Williams. No. Well, have, I, mean, I think the, the top four is going to stay the same. But who's going to be okay? So let's, 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 he's saying who's, who, who's could, gonna, who's who could surprise to 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 bring up you know to bring their name onto onto that onto that little mixture. Wow. Alphatari. They've been barking there. They, they, they were barking. They had a quick they car had a last quick year. Quick car last year. They, they just, had a quick car last year. Race performance and, and honestly, terrible. they don't look bad this year either. Their Sundays were terrible. Yeah. yeah, they don't look bad this year either. And I think, and I, the reason why they weren't more competitive last season was because Yuki was going through his, uh, you know, his learning issues. phase, adjustment period. But I, but he came on really good last season. Yeah. At the end of the season, so if you talking about who can surprise you the most. I would say Alphatore. I'm going to say Aston Martin. Ew. There's money there. Yes. New team principal there that knows his stuff. I'm sorry, not Aston Martin. Alpine. Alpine. There's money there. There's a new team principal that knows their stuff. They have Fernando Alonso. Esteban Ocon proved last year he can freaking drive. Um, I think that um, they are poised to be able to make a jump. And they were right there, to be honest. They were not, not right there because the, the top four kind of separated themselves. But... They were in in a mix for you know, they finished fifth last year. I yeah, fifth. they they finished fifth, so they were right there. They were the next closest team. I Behind think that they're. McLaren, yeah. I think they're poised to be able to make the jump. They beat Alfatori last year. Yeah, I, yes. I believe yeah. so. Yes. Okay. Um. Okay. So the El Plan might come into exactly play good. How for about them you? This year. What do you think? He said Alfatori, right? He said no. Well, no, I mentioned Williams because of how they did oh. in in Barcelona. Mm. Um, so I'm going to ask this question out of a hundred scale out of a hundred zero to a hundred. What are the chances that we hear this at the end of the year? George Russell is the new world driver's champion. <laughs> zero. 10%. 10%. I'm not going to give him a zero, but 
Come on, dude. Seriously? Okay. They're not going to allow him to. Even if you want. No, no. It's not that they're going to allow him to. It's Why wouldn't they allow him? They're going to let, let Hamilton pass. Uh, <laughs> it depends on how long how They're going to let start. him race. Yeah. But, uh, think so? To an extent. Uh, did you see what it took Max Verstappen to do to beat Lewis Hamilton last season? <laughs> If you don't come out of last season respecting Lewis Hamilton more, more than what yeah. you did, you I don't know what the hell you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton won the last four races of the season. He went into Brazil mm-hmm. with a 10-place, what is it, a 20-place a, a grid penalty. 10-place grid penalty, placed fifth. All right? Fifth in the sprint race. And then he went into... And, no, and then he got... Kicked back too, and then he got kicked back another five places, started tenth, and still won the race in Brazil. <laughs> and then Brazil with an engine on steroids, and nothing happened, and nothing happened to, to there wasn't anything, like nothing crazy that happened to Red Bull. He just beat him outright, and then won the next four races, including and he. I don't know, I'm gonna say maybe on paper he didn't win Abu, in Abu Dhabi, but he won that race. It was stolen from him. Okay, and he lost the championship. It still hurts. So. Are you kidding me, bro? Dude, so you're gonna say that George Russell, who's only well, in you're his, looking at me that way? Yeah, wasn't I'm, me. I'm gonna look at both of you. <laughs> so you're gonna say that George Russell, <laughs> what is his th- fourth year? I just asked, what are the chances? <laughs> right, right, right. Don't kill me. Yeah. Fourth year in F1. It's a hypothetical. First year at Mercedes, <laughs> and he's been languishing. In a With back, a in a, in a, <laughs> he's been languishing as a back marker. He's gonna beat Lewis Hamilton. Are you out of your mind? And now he's fighting with a bouncy car. I'm looking at both of you. Ten <laughs> percent, because you never know what's okay. gonna happen. <laughs> Zero to a hundred. Zero to a hundred. Three race wins for Charlotte Claire. Eighty out of twenty-three. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. I was gonna say twenty-five. <laughs> Can he beat his own teammate? Yes. Yeah, he can. It's going to be close, though. I uh, Listen, the, the only... But the, a lot of focus will be on that this he year only, as well. He only beat... Uh, Carlos Sainz only beat him on points. Everything else Charles Leclerc had last year. He beat him in qualifying, beat him in race wins. I mean, not race wins, but I'm talking about placing mm-hmm. higher in the race. So he only beat him in what counted? Well, yeah, in what really counted. Yeah. Well, but he, What they brought uh, him for. Yeah, but it was a very narrow march. It was a three points, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay. So, okay. but I'll say 80% he wins three races. Zero to 100. Max Verstappen repeats as driver's champion. True. 90%. 90%? What? Come on. car looks good. I think Hamilton is going to go Super Saiyan this year. I yeah, think I think that, I think it's a 40% chance that Max That Max wins the championship? I was 35. <laughs> Yeah, I think. <laughs> Listen, the the reason why and they'll be there competing though. They're not the, going to be. But the reason the, why the I say that the reason why right. I say that is that these are new regulation changes. Mercedes does not look good. They're, will they get on top of it? Yeah, but they're going to be at a disadvantage for the first few races up until Barcelona because Barcelona is usually the the traditional race where people bring all their upgrades. Mm-hmm. So the way Max has been driving, and that car looks good from the jump. Uh, the, we're talking about the Mercedes because the the reason why Red Bull didn't run away with the championship last year is because that car did not look wasn't the they Red had Bull? to get on top of it for the first like third a third of the season. The Red Bull for Red Bull, yeah. They didn't remember. Remember, Lewis Hamilton won the first three races yeah. last year. Okay, 
Red Bull is on it. Adrian Nui is on it. Uh, Max is a championship. He has all the confidence in the world. If Max can get at least two or three wins in the first few races of the season, this would be tough to get back to him. I don't know. And that and that Mercedes, I'm telling you, that Mercedes car does. So when you're saying that, when you're saying all. that it doesn't look good, right? So it doesn't look good. Does it mean it's going to be? The fifth best car on the grid? No, it's, it's still going to be the, the second best car. They'll right? be fighting for podiums, but they won't be fighting for wins. It need to win. Really? You yes. think it won't be fighting for wins? No. Man. Okay, I, so I don't know. We have one more week to stop. I guess maybe. because you have another team in the mix. It's not just Red Bull and Mercedes. Well, Ferrari like looks more. good, man. And McLaren, too? and McLaren looks good if they can get on top of their like oh, the brake issues. The brake yeah, issues. You guys are taking testing so seriously. That's what. That's what I'm saying. We have one more week for so that point to be proven. I, you know what, man? Jesus, we didn't get the tinfoil hat. He's on his tinfoil hat. It's, no, right because now, it's every year that we see that the testing. They always say, it, but oh, it only takes good. one year for it all to end. Which it to get stolen from you? This year? <laughs> no, like I'm my first. Thing is, is Mercedes bringing that same car next weekend with a little, you know, weird no, side no pots and stuff like that no with the no pots. How do you think that car looks, Wells? How do you think that? How do you? you I like think it? it looks like crap, but like, <laughs> it does look horrible. It looks bad. Looks but bad. But what they're saying that at one point was like pacing a second over everybody else. If they one, I heard that in an interview earlier today that it was pacing a second with the red the, the, the Mercedes? Mercedes. Where I got to look in my history, you know, when I'm driving here, I still listen looking looking to interviews on YouTube, and I still listen to everybody. But if they, I at, at full race capacity, which I think we never saw it throughout all the testing, even both testings, it's a, a second faster than everybody. Yep, uh, I don't know about that. Jesus, so That's a lot. all right. That's that all, it's all in the air. We don't imagine know. a second faster like, per lap through but, an entire race. But it's all in the air, like the sandbag, and it's. So much that I don't I, throughout testing they never ran full potential. So that's that. So that's uh, you know, like, testing. Yeah, but Red Bull. Did what, the are, same what, thing. what do we believe? That's something like I think Mercedes kills the kills testing because of doing things like that, or most of the things that are sandbagging because they all sandbag. I know, but I think at one point you should at least show your full colors. So be like, wait, wait a minute, they show this, but yeah, they show they're, they're gonna show. But for us on the Saturday fans, next Saturday, nothing. But for us, the fans that are actually, you know. Making our making times to be to see these testings and you know look for interviews and stuff like that. Give me something to keep not keep guessing because guessing is not fun. On, Listen, on. the reason why you're guessing is why you're gonna tune in on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> if you fully knew who was gonna win, you wouldn't even watch it. So who do you think is gonna win this week? Well, we're, no, we're gonna my get bad. To, yeah, Haas. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's move it on. Bahrain. Do we want to do. Tri- should we skip trivia this year, this week? Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? You want to I do? Mean, I got like three little questions. There, if okay, you so let's, let's, let's do it real quick. Let's history is just it's gonna suck because it's saying history every year. Okay. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> Where did I put it? <laughs> I love, I love the way Ruben like squares up. This is what what sucks for not having a, a um, not having a. A fully working iPad, you know. I'm gonna work my phone. How about you choose an iPad instead, instead of a like, Surface? Yeah. Come on, Microsoft. Let's, let's, let's come on. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, like, come on. That's why I was saying let's skip trivia. Wellington wants to get the Sunday dinner. Excuse me. Uh, first question: uh, Name the driver to finish a total of eight times in the podium at Bahrain, but never won the race. Faro. 
That's what you bought us. Give me that. Give me a reckoning. Ooh. Oh, damn. Got a reckoning question. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Name the driver that has had his only DNS, did not start, of his career back in 2016 at this track at Bahrain. I could give you a hint if you want. Only DNS of his career. Only DNS of his career? Yeah, only did not start. Fernando Alonso? Nope. What's the hint? No, the hint is pretty much almost the answer. It was in a Ferrari. Oh, so. Oh, Jesus. So it was either Raikkonen or Vettel. Okay, go ahead. It wasn't. I mean, it was Vettel. <laughs> but you got to pick one. <laughs> Vettel. It's yeah, you just gave him the answer. Me, yeah. baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Right, last question. This one's super easy, by the way. Uh, which driver became the first driver to win, to win the Grand Prix from being last? At, you know, at the end of the first lap. Uh, Sergio Perez. Yep. Jesus. Those are Any other history? No, history is just pretty much you know giving pretty much highlights and stuff like that regarding of the. You know, it's obviously Bahrain is the home to, home of the deal. You know, doing the Dutch in twenty fourteen. Uh, where Ross ran one in 2014, and you know, we're better. I mean, Hamilton, Kimi, uh, saying, you know, just leave me alone, what to do. 16 or yeah. is that where he said that? I think so, yeah. That's With Lotus, right? Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, I wrote a few things. Actually, no, that was, but I was talking about it was Yas Marina. <laughs> That's how, oh my God. No, all right. You know what? Forget about it, bro. Here. Get out. Fuera. Where's the hook? Rusty. All right, <laughs> race predictions. Race prediction. I don't have any. I like. Dude, it's hard this to even is so like. Hard. You can't yeah, even yeah. The first race week is hard to even. But I, you know what? Let's go for it. I expect uh, Max Verstappen to win the race. Let's put mm -hmm. it that way. They they uh, maintain a consistently strong car. Um, I expect Lewis Hamilton to finish on the podium, regardless of what uh, the naysayers say. And third place. Third place. No, I well, I said Hamilton will finish on the podium, yeah, and yeah. then. Uh, my my third point, I guess, is that um, I do not expect uh, Sergio Perez on the podium. Okay, I have to agree. With you. I, I, it's, I I wouldn't pick Russell either. And maybe Charles Leclerc will be on podium. It was, well, be, third, second, and first. What do you got? I think first place will be taken by Max. Okay, and it will be second Hamilton because they're 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 going to show the potential of the car. And third place will be Leclerc. Four fifth, I would even tell you four fifth. You want it'll be Norris and fifth will be Paris, or you know either or. Third will be Hamilton. Okay. Second will be Verstappen. In front, Leclerc. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because just of what Ferrari has shown us on the car. Yeah, but that's why I think that Ferrari will come out strong out of the gates. But we'll see if they can keep it up. The, the car looks good, man. The Ferrari car looks good. Aesthetically, it looks good. It looks good on the track. I'm hoping that they were sandbagging as well, and it's better than what they say, even though it looks For good. everybody. Yeah. All right. That pretty much wraps it up for our first episode of the season and our, I guess, season primer and our Bahrain preview. And that was a lot of stuff. Um, it was a lot. <laughs> we pushed through at the end. Yeah, we did. Uh, so, guys, make sure to listen to what? Ricardo, get better. Hope yeah, get yeah, better. yeah. Daniel yeah, Ricardo's right. out, yeah. well, was out of testing. We don't know if he'll be out of the race due to the cocoa, COVID. <laughs> cocoa. 
So guys, uh, we're across many, many podcast platforms. I'm not even going to name them all, but whatever your favorite one is, we're on that one. Jump yes, to Start sir. Racing Podcast. We're also Jump to Start Racing Podcast on YouTube at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to stop by and say hello. Uh, and that is pretty much it. Subscribe, like, hit the bell. I got one more important question, though. One more important question. This is talk of the town here. Are there more doors or wheels in the world? Doors or wheels? You guys are never, haven't seen this? No. <laughs> it's all over. You guys don't go on social media, man. Wheels in general? Yeah. I, I would have to say it's wheels. Okay, and you? I'm still trying to get what you're saying. <laughs> no, just think about it. Every little cart, every little toy car, every little hand truck, car, every hand truck, every trolley, every every subway. There's think about how many buildings there are in the world. Okay, that's fine. But are we also ca- so counting, wheels? Right, I'll go are we doors. counting gears and cogs and all the that's other also stuff? Also wheels. <laughs> Those are also wheels. Though, to me, it's, <laughs> do valves count as doors? In the valves? Yeah. Yeah, the opening and closing of valves and stuff like that. You got four wheels. I don't in think car. that counts as a door. Come on. Anyway, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> guys, on that note, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next <laughs> week. See you later. Peace. 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 <laughs>